Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Harvey Norman, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock in the virtual studio. Don Brock, carnage again. Another, this is have to be up there for the worst two weeks of the season for teams. It's been unbelievable. There's been a few rounds that we've thought it's as bad as it gets. And uh, today, it's just so many surprises. So many players are out that we thought were going to be playing. So, uh, mm. yeah, a lot of uh, people will be making double trades this week yet again. So, heaps to talk about. Yeah, a lot of players out that are not a sell because they're probably only out for this week or a week or two. Very frustrating. Let's get into it. Dragons v Roosters on Thursday night. Dragons have Adam Clune back from a head knock. Corey Norman dropped is a, um, a, a bit controversial, but uh, yeah, he certainly had an off night. Uh, it means Ben Hunt stays in the halves. Cam McInnes stays at hooker. I don't think that's going to hurt their dual position updates, which should be live uh, by Wednesday morning, hopefully. Um, what do you make of this one? Yeah, so I guess that's the big talking point. Not a huge surprise that Norman's being dropped based on his form this year, I guess, but um yeah, I, I still do expect Hunt to probably play most of the rest of the season at, at hooker, considering how successful that switch has been for uh, for him, for the Dragons, in the middle part of this season. So, um, yeah, see how they look you know, this weekend going forward. Um, I don't think it'll affect their scoring too much. Hunt and McInnes, Hunt's been doing pretty well when playing in the halves. Um, better at hooker, but still you know, can score 50 and up. Um, McKinnis scores great at hooker, so good news if you've got him. Um, otherwise, Zach Lomax finally, finally, finally had a dud score, as every other centre has had this year, seemingly. He got 15 points. Um, bad news if you just bought him last week, but for everyone else, I think just uh, ride that one out, hold him. There's been some people talking about getting rid of Lomax, but he's the best centre this year. so And available at the back as well, so really yeah. handy on weeks like this. I can't think why you would, especially this week with Best and Pappenhausen also out. Um, important yep. to note, Tristan Saylor on the bench. So the old Hunter Hooker, McInnes to lock move could happen mid-game, could even happen in the first half, wait and see. Uh, the yep. Roosters team, Josh Morris is back, which um, allows Satili Tupanua to go to the back row um, and Matt Butcher to the bench. Cole Flanagan out is a big blow for his many owners. Um, it's the only one of the outs this week that I, as of recording, we're still not quite sure what the issue is, whether it's a resting or whether he's picked up a niggle at training. Um, Lachlan yeah. starts Drew Hutchison onto the bench. Yeah, my guess is he's just being rested, but as you say, we don't know anything uh, at this stage. Yeah, bad news for him. Otherwise... Yeah, no real shocks. Bad news, I guess, for Nat Butcher as well, going back to the bench, even without Cordner um, and uh, Crichton in the back row. For, so, yeah, so much bad news for people this uh, this week. Um, James Tedesco only 50 last week. Are we getting yeah. disappointed with Teddy getting sub-60s? I was so close to captaining him again too. I thought surely against the Titans he's going to do stuff. Surely. But, uh, didn't happen. I know plenty of people stuck with him. Um, not that I did much better with McInnes on 54. Yeah. Um, Always a bit risky, I think, even with the best fullback of mm, all time in fantasy. It is. Uh, Seagulls and the Warriors, 6pm uh, at Lotto Land. Uh, Dylan Walker has done another foot fracture. Kate Cuss back into the starting side. to be Tafuna replaces Brad Parker, who picked up a nasty head knock. Um, no real fantasy-relevant team changes, but um, Daly Cherry Evans has been absolutely killing it. Unbelievable. He was going great before last week, then got 87 on the weekend. Um, yeah, just so many assists and tries. I think no try on the weekend, but two assists, got a try save and his usual massive kick meters and 
good tackle numbers and all that. So, um, yeah, he's a great buy just behind uh, Cleary. They're the obvious um, best two halves at the moment in fantasy. Um, otherwise, Marty DePau is an interesting one. He was um, He's still pretty cheap. He was really cheap a few weeks ago as one of those cut price keeper front rowers, but he just kind of stuck with these high 40s, occasional 50 scores. Still a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he's just not going to get 50, you know, 55, 60 minutes. He's just going to be stuck with around 50 minutes and getting close to 50 points a game. So not quite in the top tier front rowers. Probably look elsewhere with guys like Luke Thompson available now for, for less. Absolutely. They take on the Warriors, who um, perhaps surprisingly only have one change, which is Harris Tavita in for Blake Green, mm. who's um, mid-season switch to the Knights. Went through during the week. Um, Fantasy-wise, Torhu Harris still going great guns, despite uh, Tavanga being back. Tavanga himself, um, not as many demerits on the weekend, and uh, consequently a uh, improved score. Yeah, 62 for Tavanga. I think he's going to be um, great on the run in the run home as he was last year. Tohu Harris just killing it. 60. Uh, sorry, it was 73 points last week. So those two going great. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think everyone's sold Katoa by now. Two of us to check, got another 50, which is good. Um, he's in that bracket. I don't think he's elite winger fullback this year, but solid enough if you've got him. The second Friday game, the fourth or fifth instalment of the Bennett Seabold Cup since all the dramas <laughs> happened, is going to be the talking point probably again this week. The Bunnies are unchanged. Just about the only team this week. I think Adam Reynolds is in despite uh, going off early with a shoulder burner uh, last week. Damien Cook was another of the uh, disappointing captain options. Um, his lowest score, I think, since resumption. Uh, doesn't go sub-50 too often. Yeah, 49 for him. Um, I would guess he bounces back uh, on Friday night, but we'll wait and see. Um, Latrell Mitchell got a try, so one of his better scores was still 45, so not amazing, but you know, better than his um, 20s and 30s. Um, so good news for his owners. Bailey Serenin, I think, has been their best buyer from the last few weeks. Um, was really cheap, getting regular scores in the 40s now, 48 points on the weekend. So you probably missed the boat if you haven't got him already, but uh, success yeah. if you've got him a few weeks ago. I think he's in the high three hundreds now. Yeah, it's probably um, a little bit too late. Um, ideally, yeah, last week would have been the week. He had a decent score, like you said. Um, they take on the Broncos. We have a couple of big changes. Anthony Milford gone for a month after doing his hammy at training. David Fafita finally back uh, from a knee injury in the back row. Uh, Brady Croft uh, returns from injury in the halves for Milford. Offingawi to the bench for Fafita. Um, Payne Haas might just be the set figure captain for the rest of the year. Yeah, except that Cleary now has a better average than him, I think, Not this true. year after that. Yeah, 100. But um, yeah, can't go wrong with Haas. The good thing about Haas is his he's bad games are still pretty good. Um, you know, Tedesco just got 50 on the weekend. Haas is, I think, everything in mid-50s or better and usually closest, closer to 60s and 70s, 72 on the weekend. So yeah, really safe captain. Um, Pat Carrigan still going strong as well, scoring the high 60s. Um, Tony Staggs is now the the best center in fantasy by averages this year. A lot of people looking to move on uh, Bradman Best and he's one of the options, not cheap, but um, coming off a really good score, 88 on the weekend. Smallish sample size, but yeah, he's been great. The um, it's got a lot of tries too, almost every game yeah. he gets tries when he when he plays. Um, Pain guy hit a bit of form, 
It's a little bit rocks. Yeah, absolutely. A, a fantasy option, but uh, he's certainly... He's been mostly diamonds of late, yeah. Um, a lot of good scores recently, 71 on the weekend. Um, a bunch of 60s and 70s in the last month or so. So, yeah, a bit of a left-field one. I don't know if that changes at all with whether they send the ball more towards David Fafita's side now that Fafita's back and who knows. But, um, yeah, good sign so far from Pango. Farnworth uh, coming off 60 and now dual position. Probably too late to buy him unless you're really stuck, but has uh, proved to be a, a slow burn, but pretty handy pickup for those that jumped on. The yep. um, Saturday afternoon footy kicks off on the Sunshine Coast with the Storm hosting the Bulldogs. And Ryan Pappenhausen, I wasn't really yeah. expecting to have to be without for this week, but apparently he's being rested. Not a great week for it, is it? As a Knights fan, I would have quite liked this to have been last week that he got rested instead of this week. But um, yeah, so we've got a cover for him as well. He'll be back next week, obviously. Just uh, another annoying thing for this round. Um, Cameron Smith, likewise, is a hold. I think he's, they think he's out for two or three weeks. Maybe he bounces back in, in one week. He's uh, very good at coming back from injuries quickly, but we'll see how it goes. Um, anything else there? Cameron Munster got 57 on the weekend. Mm. Um, one of those kind of left field options for the halves if you can't afford a Cleary or Cherry Evans, perhaps. A lot of people started the season with Tino Fuss or Malawi because he was cheap and had big raps yeah. on him, and then he was getting seven minutes a game and doing nothing. I think a lot of people moved him on, but if you for some reason stuck solid, then he's uh, exploded the last few weeks. Absolutely. Um, I haven't seen that many teams with him. I, I feel like the teams that got him <laughs> weren't necessarily paying total attention at the start of the year because he was never going to play big minutes at the start. But yeah, if they've still got him and these people are still playing fantasy, then they're, they're cashing in big time. Doing well. The Bulldogs uh, have a couple of changes. Sione Katoa starts at hooker for Jeremy Marshall King off a Hickey Ogden into the starting side for Aidan Tolman. I'm not sure if his benching is anything to do with that <laughs> um, quick tap he took against the Eels, which ended up being not the best strategy. Uh, Fantasy-wise, you don't really want many Bulldogs in your team, I don't think. I know Avarillo uh, got a was his second decent score of the year. Yeah, uh, 41, I think. Yeah, Luke Thompson, probably the other one worth talking about. Yeah, Thompson, so he's 560, still cheap. Um, two scores in the low 50s. Um, I think he played 47 minutes, so scoring point a minute. He's not going to play, he's never going to play 80 minutes at lock, I don't think, but if you can get 50 or closer to 60 minutes and score like that, he's really good value. So, uh, And he's going to be dual position as of uh, Wednesday. So, yeah, interesting option. Not going to be a massive scorer, but for you know, high 40s and 50s, like a muddy to power kind of scores. Uh, looks a good price. Um, the other one is try scoring machine, Ray for Tony Mariner. Another try. I can't believe score. he's still doing <laughs> Let's have four in yeah. five weeks or something. Yeah. Outrageous yeah. behavior. Crazy. Well done to yeah. those who jumped on him. <laughs> it has to come to an end at some point, doesn't it? Uh, second Saturday game, Knights and the West Tigers. Um, Knights have some very bad news for fantasy coaches. We saw Bradman Best roll his ankle last week. He hobbled through the game with it. Um, still haven't seen an update in terms of whether he needs surgery or how long he might be out. Um, worst case would be a, a tightrope surgery on the syndesmosis and um, six plus weeks out. I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, and Chris Randall, who I bought last week, thinking the Knights have no hookers left, what could go wrong? Um, wasn't mm. really counting on them buying Blake Green from the Warriors at short notice and 
moving Kurt Mann. Yeah, that's a real shocker for a lot of people who bought Chris Randall last week. Um, you know, he's still cheap, obviously. Uh, I mean, he made some money, but he only got, what was he scored? In the teens or something before he got... Yeah, because he got knocked uh, out. Of the knocked out. Play the second half. Yeah. That go well. Uh, yeah, that really stings. Um, and now out of the 17 altogether, as you said. So I don't know if he's going to be an impact bench hooker at any point either. So he's probably out until the hooker curse strikes again. Which we can't rule out, I suppose. For well, yeah, the way Newcastle's going, poor old Kurt Mann's going to cop a season-ending injury of some description. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? The green arrival might also affect Mann and Pierce a little bit. I think he could take kick meters off um, Mitchell Pierce if you've got him. Um, Kurt Mann, I don't know. He'll, he'll make more tackles playing hooker, but he'll probably have some time on the bench as well. So that might. Yeah, well, you know, probably doesn't play eighty with Phoenix Crossland on the bench, does he? Yeah. Yeah, so depends how you know many points you can rack up in sixty minutes or whatever. The um, yeah. this particular game you could almost call the bad news cup for fantasy because they take on the West <laughs> Tigers. Who Harry Grant is out with a knee injury, which I'm told is probably just going to be a week, but uh, could with knees. Who knows? It could be longer. And Alex Twal, who only just came back, is now out again with a rib injury. So um, plenty more dramas for fantasy coaches here. Yeah, I really feel for people who have held on to Alex Twelve this whole time and then get him back for you know briefly and then he's out again. So yeah, hopefully they're both back in a week. Um, I mean Harry Grant, everyone's got Harry Grant now, so that kind of hurts everyone except that if you've got no real depth, this is not a good week to be losing him. Um, yeah, that hurts. Just going to hold them both, I guess. Um, it is good news for Tommy Talao, I think. He moves into the centres this week with Embi moving to hooker. So I think he should score. He should be a bit more reliable, not relying on just a try or two to get a decent score as he is when he plays on the wing. He's going to um, try in the 79th minute every week. He's okay. but <laughs> Yeah, but if he doesn't, he is the other, you know, gets hammerous scores of... Uh, 10 points a week or something. So hopefully he gets a solid 40 on in, in the centers. What else on that team? There's so many changes this week. Yeah. Sam I mean, McIntyre uh, is a cheaper, cheaper yeah. starting in the second row. How much is he now? Is it too late to buy him? I need someone potentially in the centers. 300s in the low 300s. Let's see. 333. Coming off a big score with a try. Break even minus four. So we'll get some short term cash if anyone theoretically has enough trades to get him in and then back out again later. Um, yeah, break glass option maybe for people who need a dual position centre back rower. Um, Piece yep. more changes. Eisenhuth's obviously starting again with Twilight. Brooks back into the starting side. Asukapawa, I think, um, is the uh, former rooster comes in, makes his NRL debut, but uh, you're not heaps more fantasy relevant other than uh, obviously Grant Twile. We'll move on to Saturday night at Panther Stadium. Penrith up against the Raiders. Just the one change with um, try scoring sensation. Charlie Staines out with a hammy strain. Um, Malachi Watani's Lesniak returns for the Panthers. Um, a lot of good scorers here. Cleary, Isaiah Yo. Yeah, Corsau. He came back Corsau, after yeah. one week off. When, I don't know anyone would have sold Corsau. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be smug about not buying Randall, but I can't be smug about uh, having sold Corsau, unfortunately. Um, it's a 66 points from him. Clear he's the big one, 105. It's his second 100 of the year. Um, it, it, it is a bit of a, a tricky one now where they make him captain over Haas for the run home. 
Um, I mean, clearly he's got one score of, I think, 35 this year. So he's, you know... I think that was the first learned. game back after his suspension. It was possibly it was, against yeah. Parramatta and had like eight missed tackles. and Yeah, yeah, missed tackles. Extenuating was circumstances in, in that one. Yeah, I mean, he's playing great at the moment. So yeah, uh, he should score pretty well when he gets a try or two, then his score really balloons. So... Yeah, certainly in games where you think the Panthers are going to win, he's a he's a pretty good option as captain, I think, um, from here on out. Otherwise, Jerome Luai is still worth holding. Uh, I think a break even in the 30s, got another 50, uh, has been scoring pretty well of late. So I think just ride out those price rises until you're absolutely certainly speak. Stephen Crichton's pretty expensive these days. He's been getting quite a few uh, tries. Was on, like he was tries. on negatives on the weekend for a long time, and then he got a try and yeah. somehow finished up around 40. Um, yeah, he's been going pretty well. Uh, they take on the Raiders, who get Charles Sickle Klockstad back from that uh, compound dislocation. They're up into the wing. Valame is out with a knee injury anyway. Um, Tom Starling going really good um, off the bench, going at pretty much a PPM, if not better. Um, and someone else wanted to mention, yeah, Hudson Young, who was uh, really starved of uh, work rate out on the edge, now playing at lock and, and going pretty well. Yeah, we were we weren't sure what his game time was going to be like last week, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a busy player. So when he when the ball's near him, he uh, gets a lot of defensive work done. So that means on this in the second row, he sometimes it can be uh, a bit lost if the ball's if the team's not attacking his side. But in the middle, he gets through a lot of work, 150 meters, bunch of tackles. So um, good signs for him so far. Josh Papali is the other one. Um, uh, if you want another front row, if you're missing Alex Twile um, this week, uh, another score in the 60s. So he's been pretty consistent this year. Absolutely. Uh, Sunday afternoon footy, the Titans and the Cowboys, 2 p.m. up there on the Gold Coast. Um, no real changes. Sam Lasoni on the bench in place of Sam Stone. Um, Milwaukee Fodawaka possibly dragging himself out of that little scoring slump that he had. Um, anyone else really? Jamal Fogarty still going okay? Yeah, I think Tyron Peach is the other one. There have been people looking at him recently um, because he's available in the centres. And again, with best out, that makes um, high-scoring centres more interesting. So he's got a bunch of scores recently that are quite good. A couple of 50s, a 60 and a 40 in his last four weeks. Uh, Coming off the bench and playing in the middle for 45, 50 minutes and getting through a fair bit of defence and getting tackle breaks. I think he's got seven tackle busts in the weekend. He's done yeah. that a few times recently. So, um, yeah, a bit of a left field option, but, you know, if any centre who can score 40 points a game or more is, is going well and he's getting much more than that at the moment. So, yeah, it could be an option. Um, Foda Waker, like I'm looking for a, a third front row. I've only got two in my squad. And I'm still not sure if Foda Waker's one to go for or go cheaper and get Thompson or splash out more for a, for Alex Well when it, he is fit again. Um, it's real tricky. He, he's, he got 50 points in the weekend, which is good. Um, he was flying in his first stint. I think he had better than a point a minute for the first half an hour or whatever. Then. He was on 37 before half time. And I think he might have yeah. missed a tackle or something and was on 35 at the break and then didn't do much in the second half. And then second half was much quieter. So, yeah, I think he'll come good, but hard to know whether he's going to get more like 40s and the odd 50 now rather than 50s and 60s. 
Mm. Yeah, like he was scoring pretty well, sort of 60-ish every week, and then dropped mm. off. I'll be a little bit spooked about buying him now. Uh, they take on the Cowboys, who finally get Michael Morgan back from a shoulder injury. Perhaps surprising that Jake Clifford is the one who was dropped. Ben Hampton retained in the halves. Tom Opacek bumps uh, Murray Tualangi out of the back line. Josh McGuire in as well. Um, Fantasy-wise, the news probably is that Jake Granville is on the bench, which is... Um, Bad for anyone who's still running with Reese Robson, who looked good and then bad and then good again. <laughs> yeah, who knows what you do? I mean, obviously you don't sell Robson this week because there's bigger fires to be putting out. But yeah, it seems like any given week he could be playing 80 minutes and scoring 75 like he did in the weekend or splitting his time with the bench hooker. So yeah, they're still trying to work out what to do with their dummy half rotation. Um, probably one to upgrade at some point for that reason, but. Don't do it just yet. Hope that uh, it's a one-week thing with Granville, I guess. Um, otherwise, Tomalolo, massive game on the weekend, 88 points, another good captaincy option, it turns out. I think that was his best score of the year. Uh, got a try, which helps. And uh, what else did the Cowboys? The Hammer, so. not good. Yeah, I'm going to And a lot of people will be... This week. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be in a lot of uh, starting teams this week. I think to Fedo. Yeah, he's on my he's in my starting team for Pappenhausen as we speak. So I'm going to need definitely more than ten points ideally. Uh, final game of the round: the Sharks up against the Eels. Sharks have an all-new centre pairing: Josh Dugan back from injury for what uh, will be his 200th game, assuming he plays. Uh, Jesse Ramian also back. Jackson Ferris both uh, injured and suspended. Talakai moves to the back row. Britton Akora dropped. Uh, Matt Moylan into the halves. Braden Trindle dropped. Connor Tracy's still on the bench. I don't know if we're really factoring in Moylan playing when we were discussing Connor Tracy last week. I think mm. all advice was don't get Connor Tracy yet, see what happens with uh, the bench and that sort of thing. Turns out he obviously got dropped to the bench before the game started and now Moylan's back. So um, definitely uh, not one to be jumping on at all. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if there's any real bias in this team at the moment. You know, maybe Sean Johnson, but uh, he's coming off a 48 and is, you know, a tier below Eclaries and Cherry Evans. Um, Rudolph and Braley both had scores in the 30s as well on the weekend, so they might be uh, starting to, you know, hit their peak again if you're still holding onto them. Um, that's it. That is pretty much it. Um, they took on the Eels, who have just one change. Ray Stone back from a broken hand, replacing Brad Takaringi on the bench. Uh, Ryan Madison still not in. Um, obviously, has had concussion uh, challenges in the past when he was at the Roosters, and um, it was a pretty bad head knock uh, against the Tigers a couple of weeks ago. So he is still not back. Yeah, so bad news again for Madison owners. Um, Mitch Moses... Got a good score on the weekend. Got a try, 67 points. Um, probably, the, I guess, the third best half option this year behind the two we've been mentioning a lot. Um, otherwise, Gutherson, good at the back again, 48 points. And the two front rowers have been killing it. Um, Junior yeah. Polo, 75. Campbell Gillard, we discussed last week that his um, minutes were probably inflated a little in the previous four or five weeks, but he yeah. did well again, 59 points. Well, that's an interesting one because Kane Evans was back and Oregon Kafusi was back and they didn't really have any mid-game injury dramas and he still pumped out. It was like 73 minutes straight, yeah, wow. I think, before he went off. So he's still doing it even with sort of some troops returning. So now that he and Brett Arthur have both figured out that he can do that, maybe he just does it for the rest of the year. Maybe he is a um, potentially a keeper in the front row. Probably still a little bit yeah. underpriced if he's going to keep um, putting out those sort of scores. He's on the... 750 now, so exactly cheap, is he? 
Um, but yeah, yeah something one to consider. Yeah, fifty nine is his second worst score since round six when he. That's the last sort of quietish game he had back in round six. So potentially a point of difference for the run home. Um, that is all the teams. We'll get into some questions. Pretty much all my mentions are just people asking for more trades. So I'll try and filter <laughs> through those and get to any actual uh, selection related questions. Ross McArdle wants to know who I'm going to captain so everyone else can avoid like the plague. It's a fair question. I've been going pretty bad with my captaincy choices of late. Um, definitely going Haas this week, so watch him get 50. Okay, I'll go clearer then. Sorry. Uh, Tommy G needs to sell Silver Havili, thinking of a cash out. Any good options? I don't know if there's great cash out options this week. Like last week, the best was Randall and then he disappeared. So Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. basically still the guys who were, we were talking about two weeks ago, but they've now started making their money, like Starling and yeah. Sirenen and those sort of guys. But how cheap are they? I don't think Starling. So Starling's now 370. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think ideally wait for the next, you know, good cheapie to come along rather than just rush out a trade for spend more than you need to. Than you need to. A few of these questions might have been pre-teams as well. So there might be some, um, some re, yep. rejigging of plans. Uh, Fast break Ferg has five trades left. Looking at trading Tessie New and a 12k player for Starling and Siren and um, has to deal with Randall this week. I uh, assume that would have a bit of uh, bank already accrued to uh, to fund that one. But I mean, they're the two, aren't they? Starling and Siren, and they've like we just said they sort of made a fair bit of money already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Starling's got a break, negative break even still. Um, Siren and might be in a similar boat, but yeah, they're both yeah, they're both exactly 370, 370k, so they're not exactly cheap. Um, I do think there'll be probably more cheapies come along. It, it's kind of what do you those guys those guys for now? I guess as bench players, like to play in your top seventeen if you're spending that kind of money. So yeah, um, you know, good value for money still, but kind of now stuck between being really cheap and being gun scorers which you prefer to go one way or the other at this point with yeah, yeah. either if you've if your squad's in good shape get a 212k and get as much money as you can or otherwise it's yeah guys that you actually want to be able to use in your 17 indefinitely uh jason robson thoughts on chanel harris tavita yep. as a budget 18th man assuming he plays halfback uh I don't think so. Um, first, what's his price? Three fifty. Yeah, no, too expensive again. If if someone you're picking someone to be outside your top seventeen, you want to pay as little as possible. Like the reason I didn't buy Chris Randall last week was because I thought he was too expensive for a, for a backup option. So and he was what two ninety or something. So yeah, um, yeah. I think wait for a real good cheaper to come along. The issue also with Snell Harris Tavita is that other than um, his most recent game against the Roosters was 17 minutes off the bench. Everything else was either 80 minutes or close to it. So he's he's been scoring, you know, 20 points in 80 minutes, 28 points in yeah. 26 minutes, 22 points in 80 minutes against the Titans. Like he's just not getting the, yeah. the stats to suggest that he's going to be reliable in the 17 or really make any money necessarily. Um, Matt Ellis, is it too late to buy Bailey Siren and could be a handy 17th or 18th? Again, I mean, you'd probably only get 40-something points out of him that week. So, 
Um, so it's all right. And at this, at this stage, the, like a lot of us will have someone like that in our, on our bench, hopefully scoring closer to 50 than 40. Um, but if you could really do with a 45 point player, he's, he's good value. Uh, Paul Burns with a question that I suspect was written pre 4pm team list news, but I'm um, thinking of selling Hamiso, Tabai Fido and Silva Havili for James Tedesco and a cheapie or option B would be to bring in two of us, a Shek and a mid-ranger around 500. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're making those trades this week because those guys are playing, but in general, I like the idea of Tedesco and a cheapie rather than um, two of us, a Shek and whoever else you can afford. Um, if you can get a, an elite gun, then, then do it. Yeah, definitely Teddy and the cheapie is the, the option in general. And Havili probably close to a sell uh, as soon as you can manage it, given his uh, his minutes at the moment. Um, Cameron Ashcroft, best centre to replace Bradman with? It's almost yeah, the um, it's a tough one. I'd, it is a tough one. There's, there's not... I mean, I, you assume most people have Lomax already. I think he's still the best center this year. Um, otherwise, Stags is doing really well, but as you said, small sample size and he relies on tries a fair bit. And, uh, and he might not necessarily, yeah, might not necessarily get them at the Broncos. Um, yeah, ideally, someone who's already in reserves, you can just move in and save a trade. But um, I guess, I mean, Look, McIntyre's cheap is starting this week or school well this week. I don't know how long he's going to stay on the starting side for the Tigers. When he's on the bench, he gets more like 35 points a game, which is not amazing, but, you know, fairly consistent, at least for a centre. Um, otherwise, if you're happy to spend then someone like Lomax, uh, Staggs, um, you know, other options, Aitken, but he's in the 600s. He's very expensive, yeah. Joey Manu's in the 500s. Tommy Talao's 400. Peachy, I guess, left field, 530. Yeah, it's not bad. Remember that time? No great options, but... Bought Kurt Capewell and he got injured the same week. That was that was fun times. Wish he wasn't injured. Um, any more questions? Uh, a few people with centre problems. Um, Jordan writes in, will Randall get another run or will Crossland get the bench spot? I think that was pre-team. So the answer on paper is that Crossland will get the bench spot. But I guess it's not impossible Randall could end up with a, a bench or a role, but that's probably not ideal either because then he scores badly and he it's, destroys his price rises. Yeah, yeah. You, you really want him starting or nothing, I guess. Um, it's a little like uh, what the Titans are doing with um, Tony Boyd as their bench uh, hooker slash backup half. Um, these teams prefer to have a, a half who can play hooker on the bench for utility value rather than just a specialist hooker who only has one role. And um, yeah, so I don't think unless there's more injuries, Randall's necessarily going to come back into the team. In saying that, I mean, if there's an injury in the halves, then man could go back to the halves and Randall could come in theoretically. So there's a few ways for Randall to come back, but yeah, signs are great at this stage. Uh, Anthony Casa, when did the DPP updates happen? I think Wednesday morning is the answer on that one. Yes, that's what I've heard. Uh, Ryan Burgess is thinking about trading out Jaden Sewer and Kurt Mann for Cherry Evans and Connor Tracy. Says he's happy to then hold Tracy for the final rounds. Um, wouldn't be getting Tracy given his uh, bench role. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, you may as well get a non-player rather than Tracy. He doesn't like scoring more than 20 very often uh and Kurt Mann could actually do 
pretty well out of yeah, being, I wouldn't be selling starting hooker for the night. So, I, mm. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, wouldn't do that yet. Um, that might be all of them. I'm still getting mentions from people asking for more trades. If it was within my power, we'd all have four more trades. But um, don't make. I don't mind. think it's going to happen. I need about eight this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's yeah. any more trades inbound. I am sorry to report. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday with Tanisha to uh, tackle the big issues in our weekly video, the Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday, or the Late Mail and Breaking News on NRL.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, Harvey Norman. Good luck with your teams and your trades this week. There are some decisions to be made and uh, some carnage to be waded through. We'll be back this time next week with another Teams podcast.